This message was recorded live at Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church in Plantation, Florida. Welcome to PlantationSDA.tv. Here you will find a diverse variety of Bible-based topics and conversations. God's master plan to inspire your mind, bring peace to your heart, and uplift your soul. May you be blessed and encouraged as you listen to God's Word. God continues to be faithful even when I'm not. Firm and declare that all the other gods of the nations are idols, but our God made the heavens and the earth. Though he does not demand worship, our God deserves worship. Happy Sabbath, everybody. We thank God for the privilege of worship we've come together to seek him your presence here is a clear indication of God's goodness why if it were not for the Lord on your side uh, some of you would not be in church today if God did not come through for you this week you'd not be here to lift up holy hands but God has been good. Welcome, and uh, so good that uh, David and, and Juliet have returned, and family, as they laid our dear sister Fern to rest. I thank God that she went to sleep in Jesus. As our dear elder Dirk Green, one who always had as one of, his, one of his desires to have a church, a, a school rather, a high school here in Broward County, resting in Jesus. I do believe that dying is not the worst thing that can happen to a person. That dying outside of Jesus is the worst thing that can happen to a person. And so we thank God for the life he led and we look forward, family, in seeing him when the roll is called up yonder. They tell me that the importance of our cardiovascular health cannot be overstated, particularly the older we get, that our cardiovascular fitness refers to the condition of our heart and blood vessels that circulate blood around our body. The blood pumped by our heart transports oxygen and nutrients throughout our body. And though, neighbor, I'm not a doctor, neither do I play one on TV, they tell me that failure to give due diligence in this area of our life can and will lead to Coronary, coronary heart disease or stroke, heart failure, and even heart valve problems. They tell me that we have to give due diligence to things like our blood pressure and cholesterol levels if we must maintain good heart health. 
And particularly as men, we sometimes can be negligent when it comes to our health. Hello. That we think that we are so invincible and that doing our daily checkups is somewhat emasculating. And as I stand here, I stand here as one who has been converted from that thinking. <laughs> and I thank God for a wife, Kirk, who, who makes sure that I do the daily checkup and watch my vitals because something tells me she wants me around a little longer. Healthy lifestyle is a essential is an essential part of a good heart health exercise diets avoidance of tobacco and alcohol and when we spoke about new start there of the health fair it was not just about a program it was about adopting a lifestyle as heart health is central to our overall good health you know, the Word of God also speaks to the importance of heart health, but not just physically, but spiritually. And that will be our focus as we spend the next few minutes in the Word of God with the topic, a heart of flesh. We turn our attention to Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 26 and 27. Ezekiel 36, verses 26 and 27. The Word of God reads, the King James, New King James Version's, Version's rendition says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will keep my judgments and do them. This is the Word of God, and I believe it. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for the clear evidences of your presence in the service thus far. And as we continue, continue on now with the study of your Word, we pray that you will speak to our hearts and our minds. Help us to focus on your words and the, the, the principles, the applications you have for us. Speak to me and through me. In spite of me, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, neighbor, let me state from the onset that it is God's desire, it is God's desire to give us a new heart. One that is responsive and susceptible to his way and will. Let me say it again. It is God's desire to give us a what? A new heart. One that is responsive and susceptible to his way and will. And in the context of our focus passages for today, this was his desire for ancient Israel. God said to them in our verses 26 and 27, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh 
and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will keep my judgments and do them. Now, neighbor, before we zoom in on these verses, let us appreciate that the prophet and priest Ezekiel was an exile in Babylon as he recorded these series of visions and signs and oracles and messages given to him by God for his people. And during his ministry, his words told, that is, the words given to, to the prophet by God, they told of, of Jerusalem's impending destruction and offer not only warnings, but hope to those who were already exiled in Babylon. In our chapter, chapter 36, verse 16 through the 38, the prophet picks up on the theme of renewal and regeneration of God's people. The renewal and regeneration of God's people. And when you read these verses, you'll discover that there are a lot of I statements from God. I statements from God. We find God saying, I will do this and I will do that. And these I statements from God, neighbor, they speak to what God intends. They speak to what God was now offering to his people. And here it is, here it is. That when it comes to your salvation and mine, it is not what we do, it is what God does. It is God who saves. But God will not save you without you. God will not save you until or unless you surrender to him. God is love and love by its very nature cannot be coercive. Coercion and love are incompatible. And so God offers, God please, he makes the offer. But you and I, we have to accept it. And so here in these verses, God makes clear his intentions for Israel. God makes this offer to them, but sadly the history records that they turned it down and persisted in their own way. And I don't want you to miss why God was seeking to do this, neighbor. Observe verse 22 to 24 of our text. Ezekiel 36, 22 through to 24. Listen to what God says. Listen to why God is seeking to do this. God says, therefore, say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, I do not do this for your sake, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake, which you have profaned among the nations wherever you went. Verse 23, and I will sanctify my great name, which, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned in their midst. And the nations, watch this, shall know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God, when I'm hollowed in you before their eyes. Verse 24, for I will take you from among the nations, gather you out of all countries, and bring you into your own land. 
In other words, God is saying, the reason I'm seeking to do this, the reason you have my I statements, the reason you have my clear intentions is this, so that my name will be glorified, so that others would come to know me. Listen, neighbor, God chose you not just for your good looks. God chose you not just for your pedigree or degree. But God chose you so that he can use you to bring glory to his name so that that messed up co-worker, so that that dysfunctional family member will come to know Jesus through you. And methinks that we are making the self-save mistake that ancient Israel made in that we have taken the fact that we have chosen, we have been chosen by him to feed our denominational pride and ego and seek to create some, some, some exclusive club for saints. And, and we behave as if we are better off than those who are not called Christians. And not understand that the reason God chose you is not to form some secret private country club of saints, but that he can use you to reach those who are dying in sin. Now, for this renewal and regeneration to take place, God had to do three things. How many things? How many things? God had to do three things. Number one, he had to cleanse them from their sins. Number two, he had to give them a new heart. And number three, he had to give them the Holy Spirit. God had to cleanse them from their sins, give them a new heart, and give them the Holy Spirit. Neighbor, every believer who comes to Jesus must experience these three things if he or she will live a victorious Christian life. You must be cleansed by Jesus. Not just cleansed by water, but cleansed by the blood. You have to get a new heart from him and you need the indwelling or the gift of the Holy Spirit. Notice Cleanse from their sins. Jesus does this through his blood. But notice what the prophet says, verse 36, 25 rather, of Ezekiel 36. God says in 25, then I will sprinkle clean water on you. And you shall be what? Clean. Verse 25, I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your Idols. Now, every Jew understood that whenever he became defiled, according to Mosaic law, that he had to go through a cleansing before he could enter the camp and receive the the, the community covenant blessing. There had to be a a, a cleansing that take place. One could be defiled by several things. For, For example, one could be defiled by touching a dead body. And so one had to go through a cleansing. And this was done either by running water or sometimes by the sprinkling of water. And this was a metaphor 
a metaphor for the gracious pardon that comes to us through Jesus. Here is the gospel. The gospel is that God pardons every believing Christian, every believing sinner because of Jesus and the blood that he shed on Calvary. It is the blood, it is through the blood rather, that we receive the cleansing. Because when the believer confesses his sins, confesses her sins, God is faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse. Notice, it is God who does the cleansing. It is God who does the cleansing. You know, there's some folks who say, I'll never come to Jesus until I get my life together. That I've got some issues i got to work out. I've got news for you. The devil will make sure you never work out those issues. You can't work those issues out. You need to come to Jesus just as you are. As messed up as you are. And by the way, the devil may cause you to meet some, 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 some dysfunctional saints in the parking lot who will tell you, hey, hey you're not ready for church yet. You've got to ignore them, and you've got to proceed right into the presence of God, knowing that when you come to Jesus just as you are, and you surrender to him, you will never remain the same. So there must first be what? A cleansing. A cleansing. It is not something that you can do. God has got to cleanse you. I can still remember as a boy, we, 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 I lived in a tenement yard, and, 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 and Elder Alex, you know, the bathroom was sheared in the yard. And I can still remember as a boy, my mother navigating me through the paces, how to shower myself properly, Kurt. And she would stand there and sure, and she would say, you miss a spot, miss a spot. And, and one of those spots I usually miss, they were right behind, behind my ears. No, no, you gotta, you gotta make sure that every spot, you see, when you and I try to, try to clean ourselves up, we will miss a spot. You can't clean yourself up. You've got to come to Jesus as you are. You've got to allow him to do the cleansing. And by the way, neighbor, you and I have got to appreciate it is not something that is a punctillary action. It's not something that happens just once. You've got to go to that fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's vein every day of your life. You've got to go beneath that cleansing stream over and over and over and over again. There's got to be what? Cleansing. Secondly, God says, the second thing that God says he intends to do, not only the cleansing, but God says in verse 26, God says, I will give you a new heart. A what? I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you, he says, a heart of flesh. Don't miss it. Two types of hearts are presented here. One of stone, one of flesh. One of stone, one of flesh. One of stone, one of flesh. 
And these two, they stand in contrast to each other. The heart of flesh is tender to God's will. The heart of stone is cold and indifferent to his will. The heart of flesh is responsive and receptive. The stony heart is impervious and impenetrable. The heart of flesh is contrite and repentant. The stony heart is defiant and rebellious. They stand in contrast to each other. Thirdly, God says in 27, he says, I will put my spirit within you. And don't miss this. Don't miss this. Particularly for those who are recovering Adventists, don't miss this. He says, I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. Now, if you forget everything that Pastor Rose says today, don't miss this line, particularly if you're an Adventist. Without divine grace and a change of heart, you and I cannot be obedient to God's will and way. We can only walk in his statutes. We can only keep his judgments after we've been cleansed by him, given a heart of flesh, and have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. There's some folks who believe that as long as I check the boxes, I'm all right. Attend church on seventh day? Check. Return my tithe? Check. Eat grillas for breakfast? Check. Check. I'm all right. And not realize that you and I cannot be obedient. We may fake it. Hello. It may look on the surface as if. Because listen, some of us, we know when to sit and when to stand. Uh, some of us, we, we know the program so well that we can fake it. We can make you believe that we're actually into this thing. Until you draw close to us. Until you see that other side. Until you leave saying, man, I didn't know he was that angry. I didn't know she was so bitter. Look all nice in church, but she's a mess. Because there's some of us who believe that what God is trying to do with us is to modify our behavior. No, God is seeking to change you, to transform you into the person he would have you be. And you can't fake it until you make it. You've got to come to him as you are. He's got to cleanse you. He's got to give you a new heart. He's got to give you the indwelling of his Holy Spirit. Then you and I can walk in his statutes. Then you and I can truly keep his judgments. 
The problem or one of the mistakes that ancient Israel made after God thundered the Ten Commandments from Sinai and experienced all that power and that awe, the mountain shook as God spoke. The people said, all that the Lord says we will do. And thousands of years later, there's still folks saying that, that all that God says you will do. You can't do it unless God does it through you. And he does that through the indwelling of his spirit. You see, neighbor, it's a matter of the heart. It's a matter of the heart. You see, the heart runs deep. Jeremiah says of the human heart, in Jeremiah 17, verse 9, he says, The heart, the human heart, is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? No doubt you've seen those stories. Why? We thought he was a beautiful neighbor, was a good man. We saw him going every day with his family, decent family. We were shocked when we heard that he killed his family and himself also. Why, I saw, I saw him just yesterday walking his dog. We said hi. He was a pleasant chap. The Bible says that the human heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. The fact is that you and I, without Jesus, we're one decision away from making a mess of our lives. We're one decision away of, watch this, acting out of character. That is the reason Jesus says, the Word of God says, we need a heart transplant. We need a heart transplant. I close with a story, a true story of Pastor Mark Burney. March 15, 2020, during the pandemic, Pastor Mark Burney was preaching at the River of Life Assembly of, of God Church in Merritt, Merritt, Merritt Island, Florida, in Central Florida. And while preaching, within half an hour of his presentation, as he sat back in the chair that he would sit in as he, as he would preach to the congregation, he had, he had a heart attack. And praise God, Kirk, that church had a defibrillator. Amen. And the members sprang into action, and they, 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 they resuscitated him. And then they took him to the ER right there at Advent Health in Orlando. And when they spoke with him, when he regained consciousness, he said, I don't know what happened. All I remember was I was making a point about the sermon, and I sat down, and next thing, it was lights out. It was lights out. And when they did all the tests, they, they, they discovered that he had a long history of heart issues, was leading a very unhealthy way of being. He said, I nearly died on the spot in the in the presence or in front of my congregation that day. But praise God, 
quick thinking of those who are in the congregation and the, and the church having a defibrillator helped to revive him, take, took him there to Advent Health Orlando. And God provided for him within a matter of a couple days, he was a recipient of a new heart. Today, as I speak, he continues to preach the gospel because he got a new heart. Today, I want to pray this prayer as I close. But before that, I'd like to share with you that what Spurgeon said. Spurgeon said that a tender heart is the best defense against sin and the best preparation for heaven. Last week, Elder Don Curtis reminded us that we can't go to the Father without our brother. That is, we can't go to heaven without making it right with our brother. I'm here to tell you that you and I cannot go to heaven until or unless we've had a heart transplant. I read somewhere that the only thing that you and I will take from this life to the next is a character formed after the similitude of Jesus. It's the only thing, and you and I, we can't do that. A tender heart, Spurgeon says, is the best defense against sin and the best preparation for heaven. There's some folks, there's some folks who have been hurt to the point where they become jaded, to the point where they become bitter, and they believe that the best way to prevent themselves from being hurt again is to be cold and indifferent, is to put up their defenses and lock everybody out, saying, that will never happen to me again. But, oh, friends, a tender heart is the best defense against sin and I believe the best preparation for heaven. And so I want to pray today as we close. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart today. Try me, O oh Savior. Know my thoughts, I pray. See if there be some wicked way in me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. That's my prayer today. Will that be your prayer today? Will that be your prayer today? Amidst the garb, amidst our presentation of self, there is a deeper thing to this. You see, a lot of times we, 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 like, to, we like to operate on the surface. We like to operate in this superficial space and it's for that reason and others why why as a, as a leadership we we've, we've, we've sought to create the, these opportunities through our life groups and our connection Sabbath so that folks can get to have real real connection 
because too many times we hover around the superficial and, and the happy Sabbath and how you doing. And we avoid going deep. But deep is where the issue is. It's never on the surface. And so today I want to ask God, a God who knows me, to take my life and let it be consecrated to Him. If that's you, stand with me, stand with us as we close. The praise team is going to sing. And then I'll do the benediction, but I'd like to pray this special prayer for somebody. God has been calling you. You're thinking, ah, I got to get my life together. I got some issues to work out. No, no, no. Come to Him as you are. Forget about what others may think. You're not ready yet. Ah, you're still a mess. You're still a mess. No, God wants you as you are to work on you, to transform you into who He wants you to be. The reality is that there's some of us who've been walking with Jesus for years and He's still working on us. God bless you. Come as you are. That's what He calls you. Don't have to be perfect. You'll never be perfect without Him. It's a process of growth. Let me tell you, one of the things I, Dane, I appreciate about the atmosphere and the ethos and the DNA of the Plantation Church is this. It's not a church for super saints. It's a church for those who are seeking Jesus. Where they can come as they are. The only dress code we, we have is just look decent. <laughs> Don't gotta put on a bow tie like Pastor Rose. No, 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 no. Just look decent. Just come as you are. Because we guarantee you, some of us have had the experience, that you will never remain the same. That when God is done with you, not even your own mother will recognize you. <laughs> the change that he will wrought. Is there somebody else who wants, who wants to come? We want to pray with you and for you. Saying, I'm coming as I am. God bless you. False and all coming as I am. I don't have it all together. Still struggling. But I want to give God my heart today. Somebody else, you're online, you can make this decision also. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Do that song and then I'll come back and close. I'm singing, this is my desire to honor you. Lord, I give you my heart. This is...
says that we may fool some of the people some of the times, but we can't fool all the people all the time. And we can't fool you no time. Because you know us. And so Lord, we give you ourselves today. We celebrate with those who came forward indicating by that action, their willingness to surrender to you, even as we hasten to pray for those who are still dittering, halting between two opinions. But even now, you continue through the ministry of the Holy Spirit to speak to that heart. Oh Lord, we give you our lives. Work through us and in us to become the men women, the boys, the girls, you have us be. We leave this place, but never your presence. Rest, remain, abide with us. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. This podcast was brought to you by Plantation Seven-day Adventist Church, a Christ-centered congregation dedicated to spreading the good news of God's love through sermons, deeper dive conversations, and much more. If you would like to listen to more life lessons and inspirational content, please visit us at plantationsda.tv.